Welcome to Broken Catholic, the number one Catholic voice in America. On this show, I talk about the important things that no one else is talking about, like why the world isn't working right now. The Protestant Reformation is over. Christians now have more commonalities than differences, yet evil is spreading and the enemy is winning because we're still fighting each other over self-righteous labels and high-level theology. If you disagree with me, then you're part of the problem. Listen, as Christians, we're all baptized into God's family. We all want heaven, and we all struggle with the same human brokenness. United we stand, divided we fall, it's that simple. I'm your host, your coach, your friend, Joseph Warren. I'm also a broken Catholic and former atheist who was almost murdered twice. But God spared me because he had a higher purpose for my life. My mission is to unify Christians everywhere. This show was created for you, the person who wants to be accepted and loved and reminded that God has a higher purpose for your life. Let's get started. Welcome to Broken Catholic. Today, our featured guest is my good friend, Mary Goulet. She is a podcaster like myself. She has the Mary Goulet Show. You can find her at marygoulet.net. Tell that for you because she's so fancy with her last name. It's Mary, last name Goulet, G as in George, O-U-L-E-T as in Thomas, dot net. That's marygoulet.com. So Mary has hosted radio and TV shows since 2011. She has a ton of media experience. She's a media badass, okay? She's appeared on Dr. Phil, on Montel Williams' show, CBS, uh, the CBS Early Show, Fox National News, and over 50 morning shows across the country, representing brands such as American Express, 3M, ConAgra, Moen, Hoover, Sam's Club, and 18 other companies. You can listen to her show every Thursday, and that's the Mary Goulet Show. She also has um, the Reinvention Radio uh, podcast and Beyond Eight Figures with Steve Ulsha and Richard Ote on WS Radio. So this girl has been busy. She's a mom. She is a Catholic and she is a media personality. So I want to welcome Mary. Welcome to the show. Go ahead and fill in some of the gaps in that intro, would you? Wow. Thank you so much. I love being here with you. Um, you pretty much covered it. I've been doing radio and TV since 2002 and written three books. And the Catholicism is cool podcast with you is a lot of fun. That's going up on bingenetworks.tv. That's right, BC Nation. Mary and I joined forces at a podcaster's conference, and Mary had this brilliant big idea. And she said, hey, Joseph, why don't we, I'm doing a podcast called Catholicism is Cool because I love my faith. I love my Catholic tradition, and I'm tired of people picking on it. Like, and I want everybody to know how amazing my faith is. So... Then I created the possibility, hey, would you like a co-host? Because, you know, I, I grew up Catholic and I'm in the Catholic tr tradition and I have a podcast called Broken Catholic. So we created this. And she said, Joseph, I know what we can call it. We're going to call it Catholicism is Cool with Mary and Joseph. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I don't even know what to do or with that. 
And that's what we're doing. And we're ready like 14, 13 episodes in all pre-recorded. And we're going to go live and launch that coming up soon. And it will be on iTunes available as well. So if you are Catholic and you identify with that tradition or you were raised Catholic, but maybe you've fallen away, but you miss it. You miss the roots. You miss the calm, the peace, the steadiness, the structure of such a beautiful, amazing faith. Then you may want to check out Catholicism is Cool with Mary and Joseph. So Mary, let's get back into you. Share something personal about you that very few people in your business life actually know. That I have not trusted myself which and trusted the Holy Spirit in my life as much as I should have, and that led to mistakes being made. And now it's more of a driving force to, if I don't trust myself, that means I'm not trusting God because I'm not mm. listening to God's wisdom in my life. Mm. Don't you have a book called Go With Your Gut? Right, I do. And the irony is, I think we write what we most need to learn. Ah, oh, that's so true. Wait, so I have a book coming out called Broken Catholic. So is that what it is? I'm learning to be a broken Catholic and be okay about that. That I'm not think, perfect. Yeah, I think that is what happens. I like it. Awesome. All right. So BC Nation, here's why I invited Mary on the show. Not only is she passionate about her faith, but she's outspoken about it. She's spiritually, what I call spiritually courageous. She's a spiritually courageous entrepreneur. These are my favorite types of people. My two passions in my life has been entrepreneurship, building businesses, helping others to build businesses so that they can provide for their families and create the life that they love, and my faith, right? And now I finally get to join both those together. Uh, how to build faith into your business. And who is my target audience? It's spiritually courageous entrepreneurs. Why? Because they're spirit-led. They're putting God first in their businesses. And they're courageous because they're taking on God transforming them from the inside out. And sometimes that could be really, really, really painful to let God in and give him permission to remove any distractions or anything that's blocking you from growing closer to him. So Mary is that person. That's why she's on this show. She's spiritually courageous. And frankly, she's kind of my hero. So Mary, why do you think, we're going to go broad and then we're going to get into your spiritual journey. Why do you think the world isn't working right now? I think because we're taking God out of every aspect of it. We can't have God in schools anymore. We can't have, they don't want God on the dollar bill in God we trust. And it's, I don't know why we can't have God in the secular world, just in the world and feeling shame about humbling ourselves to God. Why do we think that we know everything? And I, that's why I think the world is in trouble is because we're kind of relying on our own arrogance that we know best and we don't. Mm. So what I'm hearing you say, it's the original sin or temptation of the enemy. You can be like God's. You don't need him. He's not a good father. 
You can't trust him. You can be like God's. All you need is you. Isn't that the main message right now in society? It is. And if you have that attitude, then love is lost. Love one another as you would love yourself. That's lost. And I think fundamentally, we don't love ourselves. We hide that love for ourselves or we don't trust it. And I think if we can open our hearts and love God, then we're more kind to ourselves and then we're more kind to others. I really get that. So are you saying that we, we struggle to love ourselves when we have bro- broken relationship with God because he made us, so therefore our identity is in him. So if he's missing from the picture, how do we love ourselves completely? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I think there's a core unworthiness mm. that is subconsciously in people. And then we go out into the world. If we lead our lives from a sense of being unworthy of God's love and attention, I carried this thought with me for many, many, many years and still have it, that God's too busy for me, Mm. that I'm not worthy of his time and attention because if he does turn his eye to me, maybe he'll see my sins over my soul. Mm. You know, that's so interesting. BC Nation, Mary's bringing up such a, an important point. And I think we all wrestle with this at some point or another as Christians, as believers. When God looks at you, does he see your sins? Or uh, how do I want to say it? Does he see you through the filter of your sins? Or does he see your sins through the filter of you? And I think that there's an important thing to distinguish there. Like, wh- who is God concerned with? Who is he in love with? Is he in love with you? Or is it all about your sins or your sinfulness, your fallen nature? And I think at the end of the day, Mary, don't you agree? It's like God loves us because you're his precious daughter. And though you mess up and sin and everything like that, he, doesn't lo- he looks past the sins and all he sees is his beautiful daughter. That doesn't mean he ignores the sins, right? They're still there. And we still need to make, we need to clean up the mess and make amends and ask for forgiveness, right? What do you want to, what shows up for you in that? You know, what comes to mind is the sacrament of reconciliation, going to confession. Mm. I have a friend at church and he says, he believes confession is a gift from God. When I go to confession, and you bear your soul and state your sins and receive your penance, you walk out 20 pounds lighter spiritually because it's true, it's real. Confession is a gift. And I also struggle with confession because we're looking at the priest as a human being, not as Jesus or God, listening to us. So we're embarrassed, we're humiliated, we're shameful. And if we go in and just even write down and read off what our sins are and bear our soul and walk out, you're a different person. And you can believe that God loves you. But I swear, walking into that confessional booth is so difficult because that's the sinful 
Mary walking in, but then the child of God walking out. Wow, that is so powerful. And I really love, because I know a lot of us wrestle with confession, right? We hear, hear of confession, maybe we're not Catholic, and we're like, man, confession, I can go straight to God. I can go straight to God. Of course you can go straight to God. However, there is a pride going on within us that keeps us from going to another human as a pass-through, not because it's needed, but it's because that's what Jesus set up, right, with the apostles, right? It's biblical. Confession is 100% biblical. The church didn't just make up this stuff and say, you know what? Here's a good idea. Let's have people, like, confess their sins to each other. Like, that. nothing should go wrong with that, right? It's like, <laughs> it's like that's not how it happened. So it all has its biblical roots. But anyway, I'm going off on a tangent. Let's get, I want to hear your spiritual story, Mary. All right, your journey. Now, take us back in time. Were you raised in the faith, in the Catholic tradition? Were you raised in another tradition, and now you've switched over? What was that early beginnings like for you? I'm a cradle Catholic, one of nine kids. We went to Mass on either Saturday night or Sunday morning at 7.30. Um, my six older siblings all went to a Catholic school, but then when they got to me and my brother and sister younger than I, I think they ran out of money or <laughs> whatever. So public school. And funny that the three of us who went to public schools are the three that go to church and are more faithful and, and practice our faith. So that was That's that. When I was, yeah. So when I was young, my mom told me, you need to entertain yourself because I got eight others and I'm busy. So that was fine with me. But that's when I was really young. I was probably four or five years old. And I just felt like I had angels around me. And I always, that's when I felt connected to God because I knew that angels were in heaven. So my guardian angel. And so that I've always carried with me. Um, I did step away from the Catholic faith out of curiosity and went and tried different, not religions, just different ways people looked at, you know, um, I don't know if you've ever been to those non-denominational non or evangelical type of faith, but I never got satisfaction. It was never fulfilling. It never like, it was always kind of surfaced. And then when my kids went to school, I put them in a Catholic school and I would drive up, drop them off, but the church was right there. So I started going to daily mass and the richness in the quietness of the morning mass really touched me. It, it finally filled those empty spaces where I had questions, where I felt disconnected from God, where I felt separate, where I, now I know I have a home. I know this is the place where I start my day is in communion with God. And I think you can maybe get what I'm saying because if you're daily holy hour, you're in communion with God. 
That's right. It's getting quiet, right? Getting quiet with God and letting go of the noise of the world. You do it in the daily mass as a practicing Catholic. I do it in my morning daily holy hour that I do the Facebook live at 7.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And I'm able to teach others how to do it as well. And I think this is the big thing that God wants in this generation is teach people how to find him. Teach people how to access him because we have an entire generation or multiple generations who don't believe God is present in the world anymore. They don't believe that God speaks to his people anymore. Like it was an Old Testament thing when God spoke to his people and it was only a select few prophets. But does God really speak to his people nowadays? No, he doesn't speak to me. So therefore he doesn't speak to anyone. And that's the lie I think of the enemy right now is the enemy wants us to believe that even though with technology, we're closer than ever to each other, we all realize that we're actually further apart. We're more isolated and we're lacking that fellowship and communion. And I think the enemy wants us to believe that God is not accessible anymore. He's far, far, far away if you even believe in him still. So he's someone to be worshiped, but not someone to be in relationship with. And I think that's more the Muslim um, way of looking at God is God as a ruler and, and um, a king. And, you know, they have to be soldiers where the, the Judeo-Christian beliefs is, no, we're not just warriors of God, but we're also children of God. And that looks like a paternal relationship. And that's missing in a lot of other faith traditions. So how did you come to first experience God in your life, right? Not so much in your head, what you were raised with and the faith and learning about God in the Bible, but really experiencing him. Was it in those daily masses in in communion time that you were talking about? Or was there a very clear definitive moment, like a date and a time where you experienced God for the first time in a real tangible way, as real as you and I talking right now? Hmm. I don't know if there is a date and time, but there was a a circumstance. Mm, Go ahead. So, and I, this is going to, this is real. It was over a financial issue. And I don't think God cares how you get to him, just get there. And I was struggling with, a. I needed to refinance my home. And it was a huge issue. Scary. Took me two years to get it done. But I put all of my faith in God through the rosary. And I believed, I, I knew it would happen. And when people are telling you, no, 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 it won't happen. You're not able to do this. It's, you're incapable. But something inside me said, trust in me, it's going to be okay. And I had that faith. God gives us a knowingness if we dare to believe and put all of our faith in him. And I did. I knew I was going to get my home refied. The consequence of not getting that accomplished was losing my home, being forced to sell it. And I just knew it was going to work out. It was not easy. It was painful. It was still scary. Isn't that funny? It was still scary. But I kept holding on to that knowingness and trust in God that it would happen. And it did. It worked out. So now when I'm afraid, 
I go inside and quiet myself and talk to God. I'm willing to let this go. And I said that out loud to God. I'm willing to have this be a failure if it's your will for me in my life. And that being able to identify how that feels, how God's message in your life feels in your body. Do you know what I mean? Like willing to surrender and, and then being told it's okay. That's very what, comforting. What does that feel like? It feels like an exhale. It feels calm. It just, it feels it's okay. Mm. So there's peace now, there. Peace. Yep. And that's what God promises, right? The peace with during the storm, right? And so many times we're like, well, if there's still a storm, then this isn't from God. And, it, and that's not the case, right? Part of life is just storms, right? That's the order of life. It's cyclical. There's seasons. There's good weather. There's bad weather. Well, why do we think it, it's any different in our personal life, right? If it, that's how the order of nature works. And, and I think that's really a great point is that, you know, peace comes from God, that, that inner knowingness. And then when you surrender, BC Nation, like Mary did with refinancing her home, which was a super, super scary situation for her. And she surrendered and looked up and said, God, I'm willing to let this go, if it's your will. And sometimes that's all God's waiting for, is for you to say those words, to surrender it and to let it go, because he can't take it from you without your free will. You got to give your free will. That's his gift to you. And you have to use it and say, Lord, I don't want this anymore. It's too big for me. You take it. I'm done with it. Like, and, and just let go. So Mary, that's super helpful. What are your top three tips or strategies that you want to say to my listener right now? If they've never experienced God before in their life in a, the tangible way that you did, uh, during that painful uh, storm that you went through of refinancing your house. So what are those top three tips or strategies for me, the listener, to, for me to get God out of my head and really into my heart so that I can truly experience him and have that inner knowing that not only is he real, but I can trust him? Okay. If you think you have to figure it out, you're automatically in your ego and in your mind. So stop figuring it out. Go sit on the grass or on the sand or in your room. Turn everything off. We're way too distracted. I did an experiment for one month that I did not turn on the radio when I got in my car and I did not talk on the phone at all. And I still do that. I just sit in silence. Because if we're constantly looking to other people for advice and constantly talking and thinking, there's God's like, okay, I'm going to have to wait for you to stop. Turn so down the radio. Turn it off. Yeah. So that's one thing. Secondly, learn how to trust yourself more than you trust anyone else. And that that is probably the best thing you can ever do for yourself. Because if you trust yourself, 
That means you're listening to the Holy Spirit. How do you do so, it? Like what's tangible? Give us a tangible way. How did you do it? How do okay. I trust myself? Because that sounds really good, but how do I actually do it? Start small. Let's say you need to run a couple of errands. You have to go to the bank, the grocery store, the post office. And if you line them up to all be right turns and a circle right back to your house, then that's logical. That makes a lot of sense. But stop and say, okay, exhale. Which one should I do first? And you'll hear, you'll, you'll get a knowingness. Okay, it makes sense to go to the bank, post office, grocery store, but I want you to go to the post office first. You'll get that knowingness. It'll just say post office. Try it. Do that in the order that you hear. You've got to open your mind. You've got to believe that God is constantly giving you clues to your life. So start with the silly ones. When you get something that says, call so-and-so, or don't respond to that text right now. It, we have those knowingness pop up all the time throughout the day, but we override them because, oh, that's silly. Oh, I'm going to respond because that made me mad that they said that. Or it doesn't make sense to follow, go to the post office first. If, if we don't even take those simple urgings, then we're dismissing God's will in our life. Got it. And it's very simple. So what's step three? So we got stop figuring it out, sit in silence, learn to trust yourself more than anyone else. And you give a practical way of doing it. Start with small little things, just hear the inner voice that automatically will prioritize for you. And then what's step three? Try not to be emotionally reactive unless it's for, with love. We are too quick to be emotional and lash out at somebody, respond to somebody. When someone says something to me that makes me, that I'll feel bad about myself, or um, maybe they try to shame me, they try, they criticize me, um, or even constructive criticism, I don't respond, I, I give it space. So if we can learn to give space in our emotions, we have all the time in the world to respond. And if we give it space, reflect on it, our response doesn't do as much damage. Hmm. Our words don't do as much damage as they would if we had a knee-jerk response. I think that's a useful, useful, useful strategy for so many areas of our life, right? Is just to not react, to listen, which forces us to be present with the other person, to not react, right? And to give your emotions space. And then when you do respond, it's going to be more thoughtful. You're going to show up for people better in their needs because you actually took the time to listen. 
And as Mary says, BC Nation, you're less likely to cause more mess in your life. You already have enough mess. Let's start, to, let's start cleaning it up, not making it worse. Mary, what's your number one mistake that you've made in your spiritual journey? We've all made like one big one where we look back and go, oh man, I wish I hadn't done that. Now, even though God may have used it for, and brought good out of it, et cetera, what was the big hairy mistake you've made in your spiritual journey? Not trusting, I, I keep going back to this, not trusting myself, going against my, going against God's will when I knew God's will for me and saying, oh, it's going to be fine. And I followed my free will. And the best thing about free will is that we have the free will to free will and go to God's will. That's super powerful. It was a very personal thing, decision I made that I have regret over when at the moment I knew I shouldn't have done it, but I did it. Mm, that's and, powerful. Yeah. Very powerful. All right, BC Nation, we are listening with media star, media personality, Mary Goulet. You can find her at marygoulet.net. And go listen to her podcast, The Mary Goulet Show. She's a rock star. That's why I'm joining forces with her on a new podcast called Catholicism is Cool with Mary and Joseph. I just like <laughs> saying that, Mary. It's just so much fun. Okay, so we're about to enter my favorite part of the show. Mary, you're going to love this because you're Catholic. Welcome to the confession round. See what I did there? Yes, I do. All right, Mary, I'm going, I'm going to ask you 12 quick fire questions. You'll have about three seconds to answer each. Don't overthink it. It's just for fun. Are you ready? Yes, I am. All right, Mary, what's your favorite sound? Thunder. Thunder. Very cool. What's your least favorite sound? Sharp noises. Yeah, I get that. What are you most afraid of? Um, something happening to my children. Hmm. The mom in you, right? Yes. What did, what did you spend way too much time doing in your 20s? Um, wow, that's a good question. What did I spend too much time doing in my 20s? Nothing. Like doing nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Wasting time. Got it. Yes. Wasting your life. What secret fear do you have about people? That they don't like me. Yeah, I get that. They'll be mean to me. What do you wish you had learned sooner about God? That he's real. He loves me. Um, and I can lean on him 24-7. Love it. What do you wish you were better at? Being more confident in my gifts from God and more bold. Got it. What dream are you secretly... Well, I'm doing it. Video and uh, going out in my faith on video and audio. Got it. So putting your faith out on video and audio. What is a new habit you want to form, Mary? More concentrated daily, like an hour a day with God. Putting that into my schedule and trusting everything will be okay. Hey, I got this online virtual accountability <laughs> program. <laughs> so what's a bad habit you want to break binge watching tv 
pick three words to describe who you are now. Detail oriented. Um, perfectionist and loving mom. Got it. Pick three words to describe who you were before you experienced God in your life. Fearful, timid, uh, stressed. Nice. And last question, Mary, if you could come back to life after you died, tell your family and friends and look your children right in the eye and only give them one piece of advice, what would you say to them? Learn how to trust yourself because that means you're trusting God. Any final wisdom, Mary? What's the one thing you want my listener to know about having a relationship with God versus not? Oh, gee. Life yes, is, God is the OG. Right? Life is so much easier with God. It takes a stressful situation is manageable. Hardships are manageable. You have somewhere to go when you have God in your life. But Mary is telling you right now with some wisdom and spiritual truth, having a relationship with God makes going through all those struggles and storms so much easier. Rather than being highly stressed and depressed, you get to have peace and God's love through it all. It's awesome. So again, we're listening with Mary Goulet. Go find her at marygoulet.net. Go listen to Mary Goulet. Mary, what's the best way for BC Nation to get in touch with you? You can go to marygoulet.net, my website. And if you click on podcast, it'll send you over to Cultivating a Rich Interior, Go With Your Gut, and Catholicism is Cool. So awesome. Mary, thank you for joining us today. And I wish you God's peace, God's love, and God's transformation in your life. Thank you. Wonderful. Thank you so much. God bless you. BC Nation, you cannot show up authentically in your life without building faith in your business. If you want the business side of that conversation, I have another podcast called First 100K, where I interview successful entrepreneurs about how they made their first $100,000, because that's where I believe 90% of you are stuck and you can't break through. Go to first100k.com to find out how. I'm Joseph Warren. You were made for greatness. So stop being a wuss and start being a winner. Have a blessed day and I'll see you right back here next week.